more struggle, no more challenges, no more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, Head Pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Oh, speak as if you mean, tell a person, be encouraged. Tell a person, arise. Amen. Amen. Don't give up. Sometimes I look, you look at people's face and you are not even inspired. As if their word has come to an end. But the word will not stop because of you and I. <laughs> it still goes on. Ask everybody that has succeeded and they will tell you how many times they have failed. So your story is not different. So it's arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there and make an altar to God. Seven things, like I said, I'm sharing with you on this particular scripture, which you can find in the scriptures I've read. Point number one is arise, which I've already dealt with. Arise. That means make a determined decision of change. Make a determined decision of change. If you cannot make that determined decision of change, you will forever be there and you will not aspire or get up to anything. You just need to make a determined decision of change. Amen. If it is not working, it's not working. Don't deceive yourself. Re-strategize, change. And you will see it. Say, arise and go up to... As, in as much as it wants to be there, God said, arise. It will not help you. Amen. So six things I said, you should quit in order to fulfill your potential or your ability to arise. Six things. I said to quit. I said trying to please everyone than yourself. If you really want to arise from your ashes, from your challenges, and move on to where God wants you to be, to strategically take advantage and take over, then you need to know that trying to please everyone than yourself will kill you. Most of us, the problem we are having is that we want people to see us as Mr. Right or Madam Right. But yet we know we are not like that. We, we, we can take care of people when we ourselves cannot take care of ourselves or take care of our family. When I was growing up, I, I grew up with a certain philosophy of life. That when I have something and I know I am not comfortable to give it to you and you ask me, I will tell you that I am sorry. I wish I could give it to you, but when I give it to you, I will not be happy, so I will not give it to you. Because I don't want to give you something that will remind me that I gave it to you. I want that when I do it, I should forget about it. That is my principle. When you engage me, if I can't do it, I'll tell you I can't do it. But I'll not tell you I can do it when I have the pain of doing what I have to do for you. That has been my philosophy and I've grown with it. When I remember when the Lord was calling me into ministry and most people who knew me and knew that encounter can tell you better. I told the Lord point black that my mind is not made up. I don't believe to be a pastor and I don't want to. 
I want just to be able to be a serious businessman, have money, build churches for God, sponsor his kingdom, take care of men of God, and do everything. But as far as being a pastor is concerned, forget it. It became a tug of war between me and God. It was a serious, serious, serious battle. Because my heart was not for it. So I said I was not coming. Until it got to the time that I realized that yes, I really have to yield. When the Lord has dealt with me proper, proper. Amen. Then my heart accepted. Because I don't believe in doing things in halves. Whatever I accept to do, I go the extra mile to do it. That has been my lifestyle. Anywhere I've been, whether in school, as a class captain, as a sports captain, or whatever I've done, go and check from my school. Go and check from my mates. They will tell you. Anything you entrust into my hands, I'll do it to a fault. And I don't care what results comes. I don't care what I'll get. I don't ask you what am I getting from this. I just enjoy to do it for you. So I don't believe in taking something and doing it. No, 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 no. Then you not get me. So it has helped me throughout the journey of my life to be consistent with what I can do and to do what I best know I can do. It's as simple as that. I can't please a man and go into the room and be crying. So it is important for you to know that if you can be anything in life and you can rebuild to take over, you need to stop trying to please everyone than yourself. You can't buy yourself the best dress to wear, but you buy people best dresses to wear. You can't take care of your children, but you are taking care of some people. Amen. You can't take care of your wife, but you are taking very good care of your girlfriend. You have not treat yourself well to the best of restaurant to eat, but you are looking for somebody to take the person to go and eat in that restaurant. You have not slept in that hotel, but you want somebody to go and sleep there. Hello? Are you understanding? Give me a wave. If you don't love yourself, you can't love somebody. Bible says, for God so loved the word that he gave. Are you there with me? Because God loved, he gave. Out of love you can give. If you cannot love yourself, you cannot give what you have. It's an error. So stop trying to please everyone like yourself. And you also have to know that you have to stop fearing change. Don't fear to change. The challenge is a lot of people know that this thing is not working. I am down, but they have an attitude. They are out, but they have an attitude. What will you do? Somebody, you hear somebody saying that, why can my, my junior brother or my senior sister come and give him money to start my business again? It will be an insult to my age. Oh. Be there with your age. You hear people saying, eh, I remember those days, he said when charismatic came, he said, I will not go to a church that I'm older than a pastor. That thing is not about who you are older than. The thing is that if a child can fix your problem, allow the child to fix your problem. It doesn't change you. It makes you better. You can hold a PhD. Hello? And yet take your car to a mechanic who has not been to school before. And he will fix your car for you. Does that make you a foolish person? Does that take your PhD from you? No! 
It rather makes your car better because with all your PAD, if your car is not fixed by that mechanic who is not educated, you crash and you die. So why will you have that pride and he says, I will not allow you to fix because you are not my class. Naaman was suffering from leprosy. Traveled all the way and went to Elisha. Elisha didn't come out. But how did Naaman get to know that there is a change for me? It was a maid in the house. An insignificant fellow who said, Master, this your disease can be taken care of in this place. You can imagine if Naaman didn't agree. He, a five-star general, he would have still been with his leprosy. There are a lot of five-star people who are having their leprosy because they don't want anybody to tell them this is where the solution is. You are sick, you went to the hospital. Change. A young nurse want to inject you. Say, hey, me, you can't see my, you can't see my part. Be there. Who cares? So there are a lot of people who are down and yet they have an attitude. In 2017, your life, if you have an attitude to change, you will stay longer on the way. You see, sometimes it's not, it's good. I believe in, in demonology. I believe in praying. I believe in casting. I believe in whatever. But hear me, most times we have to be very careful. Sometimes our bad attitude is what is killing us and not any demon anyway. It's not any demon. We fear to change. Hey, so if I change, what will people say about me? I remember there was a man I was counseling one day and the, and the issue is that he used to be well. If I say well, you understand. He used to have l'argent, money. Everything was okay. But something happened. And his business went down. His children were in the very top high schools. And everything. Now, at the level where he is, he cannot afford the school fees. He cannot take care of certain things. The children have to be withdrawn from school and a whole lot. When he sat before me, I analyzed the issue and I said, listen, this is how you can fix the problem. Take them, sit with your children, sit with your wife, let them know that once upon a time, you were taking full tin of milk because everything was okay. You get the bread and took in the butter and you can eat with cheese and all that. But right now, daddy's business is not working that way. Be honest and sincere with them. Let them know how the situation is. And tell them this was the school you were attending, but now I'm taking you to a public school. Amen. It is still education. So that you can go. We can no more have trips abroad. We are moving from the flat into a chamber hall or single self-contained so that we can manage for now. We have to sell some of the cars and make use of one car. And then they will understand with your wife, with your children and everything and move on. It will ease your stress. What it simply means that you are re-planning. Because you will not forever, it's, it's a process. David said, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It is a period. It can be a year. It can be 10 years or 15 years. But what you are doing to yourself is that you are re-strategizing. Gradually, you will mount up again. And they can come back to that taste again. Because, you see, if you cannot vary your tastes, you'll be miserable in life. I gave him this counsel. The man threw it overboard. Not long after, out of pressure, he died. Now, who killed him? Is it a witch? Hello? Because he was still 
trying and forcing to live that kind of life. Be among the cycle of friends he used to be with. Are you understanding me? Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Once you are at a certain level, there are some friends you don't even need and they will come into your life. Don't deceive yourself. But when you also drop, don't forget they will not be there. So when you drop and you have to be with a certain class, you be with them. When you saw and another class comes, you be with those class. Don't begrudge anybody. It's just a transition of life and time. And just be used with it. Paul says, I have learned to abase and to abound. It's only a fool that has not changed his mind. But every wise person changes his mind. Sometimes you can be angry, but you have to let the anger go. Swallow your pride and just move on. So don't fear change. Tell somebody, don't fear change. Tell a person, don't fear change. It's critical for you to know that if you want to take over. Living in the past, Let's go and forgive. Don't live in the past. Let's go of the past. What do I mean by letting go? Letting go of the past of big grudges. Past grudges. Are you understanding me? You, you are holding on to some pains in the past. You are holding on to certain failures of your past. You can't forgive yourself. Because you feel that, hey, I made a mistake of here. And some of us are dwelling on that mistake and we cannot even forgive ourselves. Yes, you failed. Yes, you made a mistake. But the question is that, can you rewind time? Can you go back and go and change it? You can't. You made a mistake by marrying the wrong person. Amen. And you are still blaming yourself up to today. Of what good will it do to you? Just let go and rather re-strategize. How can I make this wrong right? And you can make it right. If only you want to do it because it is in your mind. But once it's in your mind that I've made, I've committed a mistake, I've committed a mistake, you might not see the opportunity of making the thing right. You always walk with that guilt and that guilt will weigh on you every day. So even if positive signs are coming, you will not see it. This message continues after the break. From the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry product at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, is Lagon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 277-250-420 or plus 233-249-39-3361 Email us refismila at gmail.com Visit our website icgcislegon.com Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. Welcome back. You made a mistake of investing and you lost the investment. You can't forgive yourself so many years after. So instead of bouncing back and take advantage of opportunities, you are not doing it because you are still buried in that past mistake and you are, you are analyzing if I have done this, if I have done that. The issue is that you couldn't have done it. Because you see, our mistakes are not to destroy us, but our mistakes are to mature us and make us wiser and sensitive. Wisdom is not in books. 
Can I say it again? We acquire knowledge in books, but we acquire wisdom by experience. The failures and how we're able to come out of our failure and how we're able to change, that makes us wiser. The things we suffer and how we navigate ourselves out of the things we suffer is what makes us mature and make us wise. It's not the books we read. Because you can read and fill yourself with knowledge, but if you don't have wisdom, that knowledge is foolishness. And there are people, a lot of people who are knowledgeable, but they are not wise. So, stop blaming yourself. Because the mistake you committed is a mistake you can't change it. But life goes on. Ask yourself of what better opportunities are there for me to utilize so that I can move on with my life. That is critical than the mistake you are blaming yourself on. Can I hear an amen in the house? So, living in the past will not help you. Amen. Brother, reach, finish yourself again and say, hey, it happened. And so what? What really happened? What went wrong? Analyze the issue rather. Hello? And then find solutions so that tomorrow you don't repeat it. Because it is only a fool who repeats his mistakes and doesn't learn from it. It's critical for you to know that, listen, no matter what you, I have developed an attitude of always looking at the positive side of everything than the negative side. Amen. If I tell you the things and the setbacks I have had in life, they are so terrible that the natural average man will never bounce back and still get it down. From my childhood, from my growing up, even to even in ministry currently as where I am. They are so terrible. The setbacks are so much from Christian brothers or from whatever, from life itself or from my community and everything. But you see, I have learned to move on and not to look at anything. In fact, I always see that as a challenge to, to motivate me to bring the best out of my life. So anytime it happens, I rather say that, hey, this is another challenge. Let me prove that God is in me and I can do better. So I always try to give my critics tall order for them to deal with and not for them to even laugh. Because whilst they're about to laugh, they'll start laughing at their wrong sides. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You see, most of us allow people to rejoice over us for nothing. Even if you need to cry before them, pretend you are not crying. When you are in your room, you shed all the tears. When you appear before them, let them know that you are in charge of the situation. And see who will run away. Are you getting me this evening? If you cannot face life that way, your enemies will laugh at you and triumph over you. It's an attitude you should develop. Putting yourself down. The next thing is that don't put yourself down. Amen. Sometimes look into the mirror and appreciate yourself. Look at your own hair star and cut and say, yeah, I look good. It can be one dress you have. Appreciate it. Somebody can have many dresses, but don't care what they have. Just enjoy what you have. Don't put yourself down. A story I read was told that a, a woman was invited to a banquet. And once he was going, the dress he was wearing, when he got there, the organizer or the person of the banquet looked at her and didn't even mind her and, and left her. So 
she looked at herself and went back. She had this nice coat made of feathers. Very nice coat made of feathers. And so she went and put that one on. When she appeared at the gate, the, the, the host went and welcomed her and ushered her to the best seats among the best people. So when they sat down and they served them and they were supposed to eat, then he took some of their snack and gave it to the feather, the uh, feathers in the dress. He said, take and eat my nice coat of feathers. And I said, what are you doing? Is something wrong with you? He said, yes. There is nothing wrong with me, but you didn't receive me. You received my dress. People will receive you because of what you are wearing. But you have to know who you are behind the veil of the dress. And if you don't really know who you are, you will defeat your confidence because of what you are wearing. But it doesn't matter what your dress is. You just have to know who you are. For greater is he that is in us than the one that is in the world. I am a child of God. Amen. Dignity is upon us. The honor of God is upon us. You see, when you begin putting yourself down, you enter into depression. Even when somebody says that it is well with you, you will not believe it is well with you. Hello, are you there with me? But when you believe and you know, and you know that God is with you, it doesn't matter when people laugh at you. Because it's just a matter of time. They will look at you and say, can, I, can you please come and attend my party or whatever? They will invite you by force, by fire. Because the truth is that your presence alone, gracing their occasion, will put a smile on their face. But at a certain time, they will reject you. So don't feel bad because they rejected you. Don't, it will be painful. If they really know who you are, they wouldn't have rejected you. The Bible said that they didn't know. So they crucified the son of glory. But if they had known, they wouldn't have crucified him. Amen. So tell somebody, nobody knows your wealth. But you should know who you are. Look, I have faced a lot of rejections in life. There were people who thought, oh, this guy, forget him. Who is he? They, they, they never thought I can amount to anything. But in the midst of all those things, there's one thing that keeps going on in my life. I remember when young, I'll go and sit at the ch- seashore because I was living in Nungwa somewhere around the coast. I look at the horizons and I was picturing myself into the future. From a very poor background with all kinds of challenges where we don't have three square meals. Amen. Food is a challenge, whatever it is. But I was seeing myself into greatness. My environment doesn't show anything great. I'm on fishing community, folks. But I was dreaming big. Are you there? Encouraging myself to get there. My parents cannot read and write. So even if I'm last and I say I'm first, they will believe it. Amen. But I inspire myself to do it. I remember when I lost my father at class 6, I went through a lot of things. My mother couldn't, we have to struggle and hustle and get things done. But I didn't give up. I was sharing with somebody, I told them that even in secondary school, my report is addressed to me. I make it care of somebody, but I'm the one who holds the report. PTA. When the people are going, I tell you, if you go, represent me. And then they represent and come and tell me what is happening. So I am a parent by disguise. And yet I'm in school. Hello? 
I mean, what is so disheartening and dehuman as that? You can wear a dress, but look at you and say, look at you. Is that what you are wearing? They will insult you. People will give you food and insult you. But it's so dishuman that, you mean that when you look at it, you will give up. But today, by the grace of God, because I trusted in the Lord. Bible says when you put your trust in the Lord, you will not put it to shame. It's about time we have to know who we have come to believe in. Don't put yourself down because society will put you down. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter the name of your village. Or it doesn't matter where you are coming from. You have failed many times. And so what? This is a book somebody even wrote. You have failed many times. And so what? This evening, I just want you to know. You are better than who you think you are. I met a friend the other day. We were chatting at the site. I was talking with him and I said, if somebody would have told us around that time that today we will be where we are now, we will tell the person it's a lie. Because though we're fasting and praying seriously, we're not praying for anything. We're just praying for God to use us. We're praying for God to change our world. We're praying for God to sustain men of God. We're praying for God that he will use us to be able to bring order and righteousness in his house. That is all what we knew. We didn't know God would give us a car to drive. We didn't know even God would give us a shoe to wear. We didn't know God would give us, because we're not praying for marriage. We're not praying for a car. We're not praying for anything. We're just praying. Say, God, all night praying. Just believing God. For God to do something in Christianity. But his word is true. Seek ye the kingdom of God first. And his righteousness. And all other things shall be added unto you. Please, don't write yourself off. Because the game is not over. You watch Ghana and Cameroon. In just ended Afghan. No matter how painful you will take it. But let me use it as an analogy. Who thought Cameroon would have scored us at that time? Everybody was waiting for an extra time. I believe even the players on the pitch, including the Cameroon players. But look at where the goal came in. When even the goal came in, I believe with a few hours left, you saw the way blasters were attacking. The whole hope of the nation and everybody, including the players, was that we are going to equalize. And we are going on extra time. Nalai? Now, how many of us saw this Cameroon second goal coming? And if even the prophet should have told you that Cameroon is going to score a second goal within that time, Cameroon players will not even believe it, including yourself and myself. But didn't they beat us too? Look at the final game between the same Cameroon and Egypt. Who would have told Egypt that Cameroon will equalize at the time they equalize? And when they have equalized, the who could have told them that at that time, at the 80 something minute, Cameroon can still bounce back and beat them in regular time and not in extra time or penalties. That should tell you that until the whistle is blown, you are not out of the game. Because Egypt scored first. So life, some people will score first and leave you. But there is something that is the full time. If you have not got it to the full time, there is an injury time there. And that injury time can change everything. I have watched a football match that under five minutes, a country can bounce back from two nil down and score five nil. Under five minutes. Say it's possible. Yes, it's possible. 
Because I saw it. Football. And that is how life is. When you have not ended, don't say you are out. A lot of people are giving up on themselves because of one mistake or the other, because of one thing or that. Don't put yourself down in 2017. Don't overthink and worry. The next point, don't overthink and worry about things that cannot be. Ladies and gentlemen, whether we like it or not, there are some things that cannot be. Amen. Hello. Bible says that which of us when he worries can add anything to his hair. Hello. That is what that's what the scripture says. So worrying is not a, it's not in the vocabulary of God. God saw darkness and he didn't worry. He spoke light into it. The words of your mouth is what can change things around you. Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Stop worrying unnecessary. Because you see, life will always present things to you to make you worry. Men will always try to do things to make you worry. Hello? And the more you worry, the more bitter you become. The more frustrated you become. The more defeat you become. Defeated you become. The more you try to give up. Tell me who has succeeded by worrying. Show me. And the question I want to ask you this evening, with all submission, is that ever since you start worrying, has it changed anything in your life? It can help me. But as far as at this age that I am and whatever I've experienced, I've realized that worrying has never helped. In fact, worry rather makes you give up. Worry makes you to throw in the towel. Worry makes you, worry breaks your defense. It even breaks your faith. It even destroys your hope. So worrying is not the key. So stop worrying about things that cannot be. If it can be, it can be. Look, if that man is not faithful, he will not be faithful. Stop worrying. If that woman will not be, he will not be. Stop worrying. If your boss doesn't like you, he doesn't like you. Stop worrying about it. Do your part and leave the rest with God. Amen. Hey, there are people, no matter how you dress, if you like go and, and, and borrow the queen's dress and wear it and all those things, they will still say you are ugly. Stop worrying why they say you are ugly. Why do you kill yourself? There are some people, look, if you like go and learn all the cut work in life and walk in a way and do whatever it is, they will still say, hey, your leg is like this. Do you know there are some people, no matter how God blesses you, they still see you as a poor, wretched person they know you to be. So why do you worry? Have you ever met somebody that you are old enough and he meets you and said, hey, right now you too, you have grown. When I was carrying you at my back and feeding you, You'll be crying following your mother and then you are crying and then your nose and everything is. Meanwhile, you are standing there as somebody's husband or somebody's wife or a CEO of a company. But the person is still seeing you as that little boy who cries and the nose. <laughs> so why will you worry? It will not change anything because that is your beginning. There are people who will be hiding their past. Why do you hide your past? And they worry about their past. Why do you worry? Bible said that in Christ you are a new creation. But in the eyes of men, they knew you once upon a time when you were standing by the red light. Amen. So why will you worry if they call you a prostitute before? Yes, you were. 
but now I am not. Hello? Yes, you were a drunkard, but now you are not. So why would you worry when they call you that? It is not a tag on you. So stop worrying. Tell the person, stop worrying. We worry unnecessarily. We worry unnecessarily. You worry about what you cannot afford. You can't afford a car. You are worrying. Right now, maybe walking is what is there for you. But you saw some oddy nice. Current oddy you want to have it. You are worrying. You are having sleepless night. You are fasting and praying for it. Please give yourself a break. You see, there are some things you walk into naturally when the time comes. It comes to you without stress. Why do you worry? Because your friend is having something that you don't have. We all started life together. Why should he be married and I'm not married? Stop worrying. Life is not a race. You can be the same classmate, but you are not destiny mates. So why do you compare yourself with yourself? Bible says they that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. When you are comparing yourselves in life, that is when you worry. In this life, stop comparing yourself with people. Your destinies are not the same. Be content with what you have. In 2070 stay. You see, if you want to arise and you start comparing yourself with people, you never arise. Because see, when you are down, people have gone far. So when you say, ah, she, this word, this boy, this boy, I paid his school fees. I took care of him. Today, yeah, look at him. He is on t- oh God. That alone will discourage you. You will never pick yourself up. Amen. But when you stop comparing yourself with yourself and compare yourself to yourself and with God, why not? You rise and you get there because you don't have a competitor. Hallelujah. The final point. Fear to pursue your goals and dreams. Don't be afraid to pursue your goals and your dreams in life. Some goals can be like a mountain, but you break it down slowly. You will surely get to the end of it. Amen. If you cannot believe in your dreams, nobody will believe in your dreams with you. Amen. Joseph said, I dreamt, I saw the chefs bowing down to my chef. His brothers couldn't believe it, but he believed it. Didn't he become? He became. I saw the sun standing up and the moon, the stars and everything were bowing down. His own father and parents said, hey, are you trying to say that we're coming to bow down to you? Yes, you will not agree, but if God has said it, who am I to change it? It came to pass. So it's not whether somebody believes in it or not. It's about you. Can you believe in your own dream? Can you fight for it? Can you pray for it? Can you invest into it? Can you steady towards it? One day, it will show. Because change don't happen in a day. It takes time. Believe in that business. Believe in that relationship. Believe in that career. Believe in that thing you are doing. And you get there. The final word is act and don't react. Act and don't react. Act and don't react. When you know something to do, go ahead and do it. Stop complaining about everything. Amen. The Lord nowadays is teaching me something. The issue is, whenever there is anything happening, look at the solution. So what can I do to solve it? Than to talk about the issue. If it is a human challenge and it cannot move the human being out of the way and get another person who can do it. Fix the problem. The difference between the advanced world and the underdeveloped world is about fixing it and not complaining. 
If the thing is not working, they look for the solution to fix it. Period. But in other jurisdiction, we, we rather excited talking about it. Making commentary about it. Adding pepper, salt, massage it, turn it in, turn it out. And we are excited and we do it with all passion. I've not mentioned any name. Whilst in other jurisdiction, they are rather talking to find solutions and they are fixing the problem and they are going on. In life, people who act will always be ahead of those who react. So in 2017, don't react, just act. And that is what can help your life. And that's what can make you better in everything you are doing. God bless you. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple East Egon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastagon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435 You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7am to 10am on Tuesdays at 6.30pm to 8.30pm for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7pm to 10pm for our breakthrough prayer service you can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube or Twitter God bless you my Lord